subscribe, hit those alarms, and enjoy the show. Talking with Topher, episode 10 is here. I really appreciate everybody who has been subscribing, liking, and commenting. I appreciate it, and thank you so much. So today, I really wanted to talk about mental health. Um, I've gone through a ton of stuff uh, for my mental health, uh, all the way from when I was uh, 13 uh, up until today. And uh, I want to go over a few things, uh, stuff that I went through and the problems that I dealt with in order to get through um, and deal with my mental health. Um, I feel that it's very important um, that these things are talked about and discussed. Um, I, it's just one of those things where you got to take care of your body, but you also cannot forget the mind because without the mind, the body will fall apart. So um, I, was, I lived in Lynn, Mass. Um, and when I was in school, I always got into trouble I had detentions, uh, I got suspended for vulgar language um, in the fourth grade. Uh, The neighborhood was on a decline, and my parents wanted more for my sister and me. Uh, So in 1990, my parents moved us to Derry, New Hampshire. And now I'm living in Derry, New Hampshire. Uh, the neighborhood's great. We can ride our bikes up and down the street. It is just something you could not do in, in Mass. So now we're in a nice, quiet neighborhood. Uh, we get to ride our bikes around. You know, we can't go out of uh, sight. You know, we got to stay in sight. Not allowed to go up here. Don't go there, but you can stay here. But at least we're off the uh, property and we're riding our bikes around. So that was a game changer. Um, there was all kinds of new construction around, so it was all pretty much exciting when you're 12, 13, you know, 10. I was 10. So it's just super exciting. You get to go play around in construction and all kinds of stuff like that. Plus, it was a nice experience to actually leave the house, something we didn't get to experience in Lynn. Um, now, of course, we got new school, no friends. Uh, the same. I have the same mentality, so I'm still... Getting in trouble in elementary school. I'm trying to get people to like me. I'm bringing snakes into school. And, of course, that gets me suspended. And, you know, I'm just getting in trouble. I'm saying things to people. And we're getting in fights. I'm getting my ass kicked because, you know, I opened my mouth. So it's just one of those things. Like, i just constantly finding uh, just finding problems. I, I attract them, right? So now... Um, we're getting ready to go into middle school, which middle school is seven and eight, um, just before high school. I didn't get into too much trouble in middle school, uh, that I can remember. I'm sure if I asked my parents, they could tell me a few more things, but so now we're ending middle school. We're going into high school. Uh, my parents are just having a lot of trouble dealing with me. I'm just, just constantly, uh, my mom does not know what to do because I believe in middle school, I wasn't in trouble in school. I was doing more stuff out of school, um, than I was in school, but I was still getting in trouble, still doing all kinds of shit that my parents didn't want me to do. Um, I just never really enjoyed, no, I don't think anybody enjoys being told what they can and can't do. Right. I mean, that's the basic gist of it. So Now, all through this time, I was only dealing with um, 
the school counselor. <clears throat> so elementary school, school counselor, middle school, school counselor, and then you get into high school. Um, and I, my parents were like, we just can't do this anymore. <clears throat> so we're going to go and see a therapist because that's what the school counselor suggested that we do. So my mom takes me to a therapist. Uh, of course, I don't want to go. I don't want to talk to anybody, um, you know, 13, 14. And my thoughts were if I keep it short and say a little, I can get out of this faster. And that's not the case because tell them, you know, you just tell them what you want, want them to hear. You're like, all right, so you're asking me this question. Yeah, this is how I feel about it. And that's it. But it's kind of, it's kind of like court too, where like, they're like, oh, well, you know, do you feel like you're ever going to do this again? And you, you, you tell them, no, 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 this is never going to happen. This is not going to happen. But the, the weird part is, is that they don't want to hear that. They want to hear that you've thought about it, you've uh, processed it, and now you are going to make sure it doesn't happen again. So therapy is kind of the same thing. So when they ask you a question and you just answer it, that's not what they're looking for because they're not actually looking for an answer when they ask you a question. They're looking for the way you feel. Um, and they're looking for you to dig and see how that makes you feel because if you can get how you're feeling out of it, then you can process that feeling and then that's kind of how therapy works. In my eyes anyways, that's what I've always gotten out of it. Um, so of course, I'm trying to like swindle these guys in a sense. I'm trying to get past them. Uh, I don't want to do this. And uh, so that just ends up making it so that you have to stay there longer. And so I had to go there two, three times a week. My parents are paying for it. I don't want to be there. And we're getting, I think this is like the summer after junior high. And now we're getting ready to go into high school. So now, of course, going into high school, I'm a freshman. Um, I am uh, drinking, uh, smoking butts continuously. You know, I'm actually smoking cigarettes now at this point. Um, and I just, I mean, they gave, they gave me a medication to help me. And because they diagnosed me with ADD, ADHD. So at the time, they give you a medication called Ritalin. And so I'm taking this med, and I am just wired, super wired. Now, back then, they didn't really understand. They were just like, you have this, you take this, it should work. Um, but they ended up finding out that if you take it and it makes you speedy, it's not working, and you don't need it. But if you take it and it actually slows you down, then that shows that you need it. So I was the opposite. I got super speedy off of it. So I then found out that you could snort it. So I did. And I would do what they like to say, poor man's cocaine. Um, you know, and I always just did that. That's what I always do. I always try to find something that's going to fuck me up and... That's why I loved alcohol so much because no matter what was going on, if you get drunk, you get drunk. You just fucked up. And I liked being that way a lot. 
Um, so now I am, uh, yeah, so now I'm a freshman, I'm on Ritalin, uh, I'm still drinking, I'm still smoking cigarettes, uh, probably taking acid, um, I mean, my freshman year was really a blur, um, so I'm pretty sure that whatever meds they were giving me anyways, everything else I was doing behind the scenes was not helping with those medications. Just want to remind you guys, naturalbossnh.com is going live. So when this podcast is uploaded, you can go to naturalbossnh.com and get your hand sanitizer today. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Go there, get your hand sanitizer, and have a great day. I fail my freshman year, and I'm now a freshman sophomore. So I believe that meant I was in a freshman homeroom, but I was considered a sophomore because it was my second year. We also found out by the time I became a sophomore that uh, the Ritalin was not doing anything for me. So now I'm off Ritalin, and I'm still having... Uh, anger outbursts, uh, you know, I'm still drinking, you know, a lot, and I'm blacking out, I have a lot of self-doubt, I'm not a very confident person, um, so you got all these things going on, uh, up until the, when I turn 18. When I turned 18, I moved directly out of my parents' house and moved in with a girlfriend, so to fast forward, right, there's a lot of dark days in between this, a um, uh, lot of struggles uh, while I'm moving out of my parents' house, into my girlfriend's house, out of my girlfriend's house, into my parents' house, and then this just went on, back and forth, back and forth. It was either a different girl or a different you know, house, and, but I always wound up back in my parents' house, um, so drinking was always involved in this. Um, it was also d- involved in like every poor decision I feel that I've ever taken, uh, made. You can't take a decision, you make a decision. Um, so from 18 to 27, just moving in and out, moving in and out. Lots of things happened because of my wanting to bury my thoughts. I would drink a ton to just get rid of the self-doubt and the no confidence. If I was drinking, I was I could be confident. It loosened me up and I really didn't give a shit and it would allow me to just, I guess I would say be me, which I now realize is not. So, uh, you know, there's uh, so many relationships fell apart because of this. Uh, Loved ones could only deal with so much. Uh, You know, they got to a point where my parents were like, you just, you, you can't be here anymore. You know, you're you're, you're out of control, you're drinking all the time, and we know you're of age, but we just can't have this under our roof anymore. So I am trying to take care of my mental health by drinking and drugging, which is not the way you should go about it. That's not going to help mental health, so I find out. Uh, but when I was younger, that it was fine. You know what I mean? You just think you can do those things, and you don't think anything's bothering you. Um... And I just, so this is the, 
uh, right. So in 2007, uh, I ended up meeting my wife. And this was the one person that I felt that I could be 100% honest with. I There is nobody in my life uh, that I was ever 100% honest with. Um, and it's it's sad to say that. But we all feel like we have things that we can't tell certain people because we don't want to hurt them or, you know, we don't want to disappoint. And my wife really taught me that, well, telling the truth is so much easier than lying because at least when I'm telling the truth, I don't have to remember that I told you the truth because it is just the truth. I don't have to remember if I told you a different story before and make sure my stories match up or, you know, there's a lot of work in lying. So anywho, this helped me with some of my mentalness, my mental health, Um, you know, and she didn't do it directly. It was just the fact that I could be at ease around her and tell her everything. And that was a game changer for me because I just didn't understand that that could happen. And I didn't realize how nice it was to not have to lie and to not have to make up stories and do all these things. So for for me, for my mental, this was an eye-opener. And I think this is kind of when I was like, wow, I really probably should do something for myself because my my uh, my brain you know being depressed and holding things back and drinking all the time and burying stuff she showed me that if I talked about stuff all of a sudden the thoughts were kind of gone because now I have I, I put them out there I put all those thoughts out there that I was keeping inside and now it's like I don't I don't sit with them anymore. So that was something that really opened my eyes. So now I'm looking into getting medication for depression and actually trying to help myself. Um, I had to go to my doctors and we tried three or four different medications. Um I eventually got one, and it worked really well. Um, but I was still having some moments and some days, so they bumped it up to an XL. Now we're we're getting our own apartment, and we're moving into Merrimack. Um, and my depression has gotten better. Um, I'm having a lot less dark days. I'm having a lot less trouble um, kind of sifting through the shit per se so i'm feeling like things are fixed they're good right that's usually how how it goes you start feeling good you're like oh i'm fixed if i just take this pill every friggin' day this is gonna be great and so i also believe that working third shift kind of messed me up too where not that it's like it's just a hard shift you're working overnights. Your body's not meant to be up at that time. So it confuses your entire body. And I do believe it messes with the mentalness as well. Because if your body's supposed to be resting and not eating and working, then your brain's supposed to be doing the same. 
So I felt like working third shift put some of this stress on me. Um, so that being said, um, I was, I, in 2012, we're now getting ready to leave Merrimack. We're going to go get a house. You know, we're both doing very well in our positions. Third shift is going strong. And we're like, all right, we can do this. If we can find a house, then we'll do it. Well, we finally get a house. It's a rent to own. And a year later, we buy it. So now we buy a house. Um, I'm get really starting to get tired of uh, feeling this anxiety and anger mixed with depression. And then, of course, you throw in self-doubt. So in 2013, I finally find a therapist. I find a therapist of my own. I finally go, hey, I got to do something and I think I need to go and get help. And at this time, I just wanted to stop yelling and screaming to communicate and always just being angry at every little thing that would ever happen. I mean, it was stupid. I still get upset about things, but at least I'm not yelling and screaming anymore. So the different I just want to let people know too that the difference between a counselor, which is somebody who you can talk to, um, and then a therapist who is also somebody you can talk to. But on the counselor side, they're only somebody you can talk to. So now you're talking to this person. They can help you with your problems. But if there's medications that could help more with those issues, you have to now go see a therapist. And you have to tell your story all over again. So my suggestion is, is if you're going out there and you're looking for help, Go to a therapist because if it does lead to medications, those guys can just prescribe you the meds and then you go back to them, you talk to them again, you let them know how you're feeling with the meds. They're going to figure by what you're feeling, they will be able to help you adjust your medication for you and get it right. Instead of having to talk to somebody, have them help you figure it out and then you got to go talk to somebody else to figure it out again just to get the meds so my my when i looked into it i saw that there was a big difference and i knew medication was going to be involved whether i wanted to take it or not so i went directly to a therapist it takes about a year uh with these meds uh to to, to get them working to allow you know because some of them would make me feel nauseous other ones would be uh, not strong enough or they weren't doing what they were supposed to. And we get this, we get this down to uh, like a science. I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm on my antidepressants. I'm on a high anti-anxiety medication that I take three times a day. The depression once in the morning, you know, once a day. And then I'm also on a mood stabilizer that I take in the morning and I take at night to help my mood stay positive. So I'm just going off of what these guys tell me. So I've got high anxiety, I've got depression, and I have a mood that's unstable. So now I'm taking all of these fucking pills to help all these things. Mind you, it is working. Um, 
and it is doing its job. But now I am talking with my brother-in-law. His nephews get into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I go over to a really good uh, friend's house, and he's got a gi on the on the on the table. And I'm like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, I signed up for Brazilian jiu-jitsu." And I was like, "Really? I've been wanting to get into it." And he's like, "All right, we'll go here. This is where I'm going." And sign up and go. And I put some thought into it. I made up excuses why I couldn't go. I made up excuses what, you know, why I shouldn't. You know, I made up excuses. And it took me a couple weeks. I think it was probably a month before I actually signed up for class in 2015. Um, And I do want to give a shout out to Tim Bouchard's Professional Martial Arts Academy in Derry, New Hampshire. Check them out. New Hampshire Vape Gallery. They're located in Seabrook, New Hampshire, between Home Depot and Smoke Rings on Lafayette Road in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We have all your bars. Everybody's looking for disposables right now, and we've got them all. I've even got the sidebars. Now, these things are made by Salt Bay or Vape Goons, if you remember when they used to go by that name. These are just great tasting. I mean, if you like Salt Bay juice, then you're going to love these disposables. Um, But we have them. We have them all. We got your Puff Bars. We've got your Plus Bars. We've got your Escobars. I've just got over 150 different flavors of your favorite disposable. So come on down. Check us out. 603-814-4171. And again, this is... New Hampshire Vape Gallery, uh, 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, located in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. I hope to see you there. Have a great day. Talk to you later. uh, I started uh, jujitsu. I'm still seeing my therapist. And this time around, I actually want to see my therapist. So where... I talked about trying to get people to, you know, not do drugs and stuff like that. And you can tell them not to until you're blue in the face and it's not going to help. Same thing with this. Everybody, my parents tried for years to get me into therapy, try to get me to talk about my shit and deal with it. And I refused it. And it wasn't until I, I, I said, hey, I need to do something. And then it started working for me because I was actually working it. So, um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm getting this stuff done. I'm still drinking, mind you. I am still, uh, doing all the things that can, that interrupt these drugs from working. So if you're on depression medication, you're not supposed to be drinking at all. If you're on high anxiety medication, you're not supposed to be drinking. All these drugs are supposed to do a specific thing. And if you throw alcohol and pot and acid and mushrooms and all this shit on top of those things, it causes them not to work as well as they probably should. Um, so, I mean, uh, it wasn't until, you know, September 15th of 2016 that I stopped drinking. Um, so now, after I stopped chink- drinking... A ton has changed. 
I started, I had a friend introduce me to podcasts a couple years prior, but I really wasn't into them as much. I got more into just Joe Rogan, and now I, I'm, I, I listen to so much more. But I started, we were talking about testosterone and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, all right. So why don't I, you know, I, I was like, so I should probably go and talk to my doctor about this because it's popping up on podcasts. They're talking about how it can help with depression, you know, your pituitary gland, if it's misfiring and all this other stuff. Obviously, look this information up uh, to get better facts than what I'm giving you. But the basic gist of it was is that you need, I needed to go get my testosterone tested. And it turns out that I was low in my testosterone. So now I'm talking to my therapist to slowly get off my medication. It has been a couple years. Um, and I'm just, I've been on antidepressants for almost 10, 15 years. And I'm on this anxiety medication for like three, four years. And so I'm like, all right, well, I want to get off these meds. And he goes, okay. And I go, well, this is what I'm doing. And I told him, I'm, 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 I'm looking into my testosterone. My testosterone's low. And I'm going to start these treatments. And the treatments that I took were, were, were an HCG. Can't tell you what that means right now. I'm not the person for that. All I know is that it's HCG. And I used to inject it into my stomach with a needle. Pretty cool. Um, so I would get these. And, that, and then that helps my testosterone. And then to help with um, my mental... I was injecting B12. So I'm injecting HCG to help with testosterone and I'm, 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 I'm injecting B12 to help with mood. At the same time, I am telling my therapist all of this and he is slowly walking me off of my medications. We're doing half doses and whatever. And so now it took a year to get off of my medication fully because I have a I have a I have a friend that just stopped taking his meds altogether and he went through some crazy withdrawals. I decided to go with the therapist and allow him to walk me off my medications, which is a lot more comfortable than just stop taking your meds because your body's going to have a reaction whether you want it to or not. If it's been taking something for so long and you take it away, the body's going to react a specific way. I don't know which way it's going to react because we're all different. So I didn't want to take that chance and I just let the doctor do their job. And it took about a year to walk off. And during this year to walk off my meds, I I was doing the injections for, uh, I think it was about six months. Um, so everything was just getting so much easier. Um, with all of this new knowledge and doing these things, you know, uh, my mood was lifted. My confidence was back. Uh, my anger was almost non-existent to the point where I wasn't just blowing up about stuff. I wasn't freaking out of the, I don't know, stupid shit. You know, I scratched my fucking door on my car the other day with my weed whacker. And 
I just looked at it and I went, fuck. And I just grabbed the weed whacker and, you know, went on my day. And and I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was angry and upset. But what am I going to do? I'm going to take some rubbing compound to it. And now I got a little dent in my fucking door and what whatever. Stop being stupid with the weed whacker and, you know, maybe move the car next time. You know, I just come up with something else because... Back in the day, I would have sat there and I would have yelled and I would have screamed and I probably would have thrown the weed whacker on the ground and screamed at that for denting my door when all it was is I forgot I was holding a friggin' what, six foot long weed whacker with a spinning wheel at one end and I got too close to my car door. You know, so just things like that were getting easier. Mental health is very tough to get through, but if you get help, um, it just makes it easier. Don't try to self-medicate and try to deal with your mental health yourself. I tried that road. It does not work. Doesn't work as good as it does when you have somebody help you. Um, and, and and now that I'm finally off of all of my meds, um, I've actually been off of my meds for, oh, let's see, I stopped drinking about four years ago, so I think I've been off my meds for about two years now, maybe, maybe three, maybe, um, and I get, I, I get my testosterone checked out every Eh, I won't say every, but I try to do it every six months. If I can, I'll do it once a year and just see where my level's at. And if I need to boost it again, I'm doing exercises to help boost it. Um, one, because those meds are not cheap uh, <laughs> by any means. Uh, so I don't want to pay for them, you know. So there's things you can do. Squats, specific exercises. I don't know them all. But they're out there. You can do them at home, and it doesn't. It, you don't have to pay any more money. These things uh, already do these actions to help you boost your testosterone. It's not as massive of a boost. So if you are extremely low on your testosterone, I would definitely recommend talking to a doctor and seeing what um, route they would go to help boost it up faster. But doing squats. And once my testosterone got to a level, um, I felt like if I just keep doing these things, it's going to keep it up there. And I feel like it works great um, just exercising. All right. So I take a lot of supplements. And the supplements help with a lot of this stuff. Like uh, I take the B12 so I don't have to inject it anymore. Is it as strong as the B12 I was injecting? No. May not even be close. But... I injected with so much B12 that I'm hoping that it's keeping my levels. And I do have to get back to the doctors and I have to get these things tested and I need to see where they're at. And I will do that. I just haven't done it yet. So I don't really know where I've been sitting for the last six, seven months. The the, the B12 was the most important because that's a, a mood booster. So that was helping boost my mood and it helped me get rid of uh, you know, my, my medication for my depression. 
So in conclusion, you know, mental health is real and you can get help. Um, so take care of your mind just as much, if not more than your body, because without the mind, body will fall apart. Remember, subscribe, hit those like buttons, and if you want to know when my next video is coming up, set those alarms. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later.